Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Monday, May 22, 2023. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? We'll start with the daily chart assessment, what's jumping off the page. We're going to move around the horn up and down in terms of time frames. We'll look at the bigger picture, and then we'll look at the smaller picture. And when we look at the smaller picture, we're going to talk about one thing in particular. We call this one the bang-bang double-barrel trade situation. We'll get to that later. We'll start with this. The trend is your friend until she throws your crap out the window. Above all the moving averages, there's nothing wrong with the trend. It's in the upward direction. Last week... The weekly chart closed right on top of or at the 100-week moving average, and they didn't go anywhere today. The S&P was basically flat on the day, so they're in the same place that they closed on Friday. Little bit of movement in both directions intraday. That's it. Can't even hardly see it on the weekly chart. Since we're coming into the end of the month, I think it's worth noting that they're trying to push above the 20-month moving average where they close the month will be important to the monthly chart. Let's take both sides of the equation. Let's say they push up a little more. Where are they? Where are they going? We've talked about these things ad nauseum. So here's a high of a breakdown candle. It's at 419.96. We're rounding it to 420. We've done this routine before. They've already gotten to 420. Friday's high was 420.72. Today's high was 420.39. They closed back below it. They have yet to eclipse on a closing basis the breakdown candle high. Once they do or intraday, either way, the next spot is the gap. And the gap comes in specifically at 422.14. That doesn't have to be the end of a run, but it's an important place. It's really unfinished business. They haven't really been close, but it's business that should be completed. We have something else on the docket this week. We talked about it a few times. We're going to do it again. Towards the end of this week, we're going to call it Thursday, Friday. Maybe it's Friday. Maybe it's Thursday. Maybe it's overnight in between the two. We don't know. But there is a culmination point. What does that mean? It means if the market is trading up into that time frame and it's at an important price, and think in terms of price and time. Time is more important than price But when price converges with time, it's even that much more powerful. So let's look at it this way. If the market is trending up into that time frame, Thursday, Friday, let's say they're filling the gap at 422.14. Maybe they're higher. Maybe they're testing this pivot high over here at 431.73. Either way, if the market is trending up into a specific thing, it can have a tendency to turn the tape. What does that mean? A trend reversal doesn't have to be for six months. It could be for six hours, six days, three days. We don't know. We're looking for signs and or signals of a trend change. Where do you find that? You find that in the course, lazyeminitrader.com. We go over a laundry list of signs and signal of a trend change. It also gives traders something to trade against. What does that mean? It means when you have something to trade against, you know where you're wrong. The objective 
is to keep it small and fast. You want to have a tight stop. If the place that you know the trade is wrong is relatively close by, your risk reward is in your favor. Write that stuff down, put it on a sticky note. What about the other side? We've been talking about them pushing higher. What if they pull the rug out? On turnaround Tuesday, what if they're pulling the rug out and prices coming down? Where do they go? Where's the first place, second place? Where is the likely place that they go to? Well, let's look at this objectively. So today's low and Friday's low was basically a test of the breakout area, the last breakout area in the sequence. Not that far away, but this is the way it works from an operational perspective. So this pivot high from May 1st is the last area that price broke out from. They came back to run a test of what? The most recent breakout area that happens to be that place. The number exactly is 417.62. Let's for fun put 417.62 on the chart and then drill down to a shorter time frame to see what happened at 417.62. And there you have it. Funny how that works. It plays into the bang, bang, double barrel trade we'll talk about in a little while. After that place, if they should come back below after running a test of it today and Friday, if they should come back below, where's the next place? Well, then our eye goes from at least a daily chart perspective to the breakup candle low, 414.67. Maybe it's 415, 415 and a quarter, 414.50 in that general vicinity. And inside the numbers get the refined numbers. They get the sharpened pencil stuff first thing in the morning beginning at zero dark 30. Here's an hourly chart. Before we get into inside the numbers, here's just one of those Oh yeah, they do the same stuff over and over and over again. Here's a breakdown candle. Here's the high up here. They didn't get to the high, but what they did this morning is they ran a test in the vicinity of the high. And that, my friends, was our short trade during the morning rush. That was phase one of the bang, bang, double barrel trade. You can guess what phase two was, but we'll show you in a moment. Speaking of inside the numbers, we'll start with the zero dark 30 comments. The early thoughts were waking up flat to a market eating time off the clock. That's fine. Start the week quiet. No problem there. It happens all the time. They're hanging their hat on the debt ceiling debate. We know we're going to see rumors. We're going to see excuses. The market goes up. It goes down based on what the media is reporting is going on, which is generally wrong about 99.6% of the time. We don't care. Our objective is to identify the numbers that are important to us and Mrs. Market today. We'll start with the pivot that comes in at 418.75. Put that on a temporary sticky. Five-minute chart. We think better in pictures. Right at the vertical is today's activity. 418.75 is the pivot. And you can see here, above the pivot is bullish. Below the pivot is not. Once they get below, they try and fall. They get back above and they try and rally. The pivot is important. They closed pretty much right on it today. Our morning trade almost every single day from a live room perspective, inside the numbers perspective, is predicated on, it's based on the pivot. First, you have to identify, at least I do, where the pivot is. We can trade to the pivot. We can trade away from the pivot. 
the pivot is going to be magnetic at minimum during the morning rush at some point. Above the pivot, a push toward a test around the big fat round number of 420. That was generally speaking, we'll refine that as the notes go on. Staying below keeps the door open for a leg lower and a test of 417.85. There's your 417.85. Let's move on, see what else we have as the day begins to unfold. So here comes nine o'clock. We got a half hour until the bell rings. What's the scoop? Above the pivot, she can push higher. The first place of overhead resistance and consequence is for 19.55 and the gateway to test 420 or a spike of 420. Some higher stuff just in case. So what does all this mean? We have a zone between 419.55 and 420.15 overhead resistance. May I focus your attention into the zone above 419.55 to 420.15. They're getting that early morning, hop on the train, we're going higher, Johnny come lately, and then we get the rug pull event. The folks that hopped on the market thinking it was going to take off, they're looking for an early ride. They got a rug pull. They went long right out of the bell. They're trying to ride it up. They got the rug pulled out, and they got what's called a pie in the face. While they were getting issued a pie in the face and they had to get out of their positions, we were establishing a position on the short side of the tape for a ride back down to do what? At least, if not more, test the pivot for 1875. We had plenty, and that's back in the middle here, we had plenty of traders short, not necessarily at 419.55, they wait for the second number, they wait for a spike, they wait for a spike of 420. Either way, plenty of traders in the live room from experience have developed patience. Patience pays. They wait for the market to do what they want, what they're comfortable in doing that makes them comfortable in a position which keeps them in a position longer. Why? Because they're in the driver's seat by having a better entry. It turned into a Whopper Jr., it was fantastic right out of the gate to start the week. We knew where the trade was wrong. It was wrong with candle closes above 420.72. And then we have the flip side stuff, which is dropping below the pivot, opens the door for a test of 417.85. And then we went a little bit lower than that based on the market already trading some stuff. Live room members were looking for a touch lower, but some entered at 41785, the exits were made on the shorts, and hence the beginning of the second leg of the double barrel bang bang trade. We don't know they will get there, but if they do get there, it's an important spot and support for a bounce back in the other direction. So when you look at this and you say, hey, what's going on here? So nine o'clock in the morning, this dude laid out the entire morning. It was a short, it was a long, if you have both, you know where the exit is on one, whichever happens first. From that point, you pretty much put your feet up on the desk and go about your business. What I urge you to do is pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. It's all in here. It's just a repeat of everything you saw laid out before the opening bell. A couple of additions. We have the rip it back in the other direction trade. We have all kinds of stuff that's laid out throughout the morning, pre-market, and beyond. Pause them, read them, go back to the chart to double-check the work. Here's a 15-minute chart. 
So let's just get rid of the stuff in the middle, and let's just take the extremes for the day, 41785 a little bit lower, 420 a little bit higher, 42015 a little bit higher. After the morning rush, and I urge folks in the live room and inside the numbers, don't do stupid stuff in the afternoon. What did they give you in the afternoon while doing all this stuff? Nothing. They just went back and forth in a chop shop formation. First time, best time. We shorted here. Don't really want it the second time. It's not the same trade. We bought them here or a little bit lower, and they never came back down to run a test of that. What's in between? Nothing really. A new trade would have had to be below the morning low. So there's no long in the afternoon. There's no short from a second bite of the apple. Could be a razor perspective. And that's why we take our pound of flesh from the morning rush and we move on. We pile up the wins. Base hits put you in the Hall of Fame. Sometimes you get a double, triple, and home run. Today we got a pair of Whopper Juniors. We had traders in the room 25 points, 30 some odd points in total for today. Trading the ES, the E Mini, whatever they traded, it doesn't matter. They got the direction right. The vehicle is by trader's choice. We did have three stocks on the move today. The only one that hit its number, and it's the manner in which that was the issue, is FL or Foot Locker. MU or Micron came close. Meta took off at the open. Micron came within a few pennies and took off in the other direction. We'll take a look at a couple of charts just for learning purposes. Here's Micron, and the first number on the board was 64.55. The low in the morning session was made at 64.76, and they had a rocket ride right away from it. So they came up short. They did it anyway. The concept is it was a support area. The number today for me was incorrect. Foot Locker was a creeper. They just creeped into the thing. We're not taking that trade. Nobody's taking this trade over lunch after creeping into it for two and three hours. We like them to come down right here in the morning session quickly. That affects the trade. We need participation. The creeping market, you can leave that to the folks that trade creeping markets. So this was essentially a no trade. So there were no trades today from a stock on the move perspective, but there were two trades, long and short, from an SPY or E-mini perspective, ES, S&P 500. We've got something for everybody. We don't necessarily get them all in the same day. What's going on over in Camp IWM? Not a bad day, up 1.3%. The spiders were flat. The Qs were up a little bit, but certainly the lead dog here was Camp IWM. It's my favorite market leading indicator. That's certainly not a bearish development. If anything, it's bullish. They're going to work their way, if they can push any higher, into the convergence of moving averages above 160. You have some former highs over here. And then you have 180. And then you also have a gap above the moving averages. You see the convergence right here is about 180.68. Then you have a gap about a buck or so higher right here. So that's a pretty good area of overhead resistance, at least if they do on the first run up there. And you can certainly see the market taking off on the media reporting that we have a debt deal, if they do a debt deal, meaning expand the credit, we're going to take out more credit cards, we're going to spend more money, and the market will say that's great information because it's definitive information. The market will look at spending more money as a positive. All it is is at least the perceived 
more added liquidity into the system, if not anything but the perception, if nothing else. Just the flip side of that, if the government stops spending money, even if it's for two weeks or three weeks or four weeks, that's detrimental to the market because everything will suffer when you get a contraction. You get money pulled out of the market, not directly, but by virtue of not being spent in the overall economy by the biggest spending customer we have, which is who? The federal government. It's us. We fund the government. The government spends our money, obviously very wisely. That's a very sarcastic comment. But if they're not spending money, that's a perceived contraction that will morph into a real-life contraction. Weekly chart of Camp IWM, and you see the convergence of moving averages on this chart. They're pushing up into the convergence of those moving averages, if they push up at all, and that sends them around halfway up this big breakdown candle. We don't know that they can get to the high, but above the moving averages, they will be working toward the high. How about the folks down at the transportation department? What's going on there? Well, again, we look at the moving averages. This is the first thing that jumps off the page at me. They can't yet get above and sustain price above the convergence of these moving averages here. If they do, they'll be working on these pivot highs, breakdown candle high, and then into the 100 period moving average. And we're not going to lose sight of the bigger picture. This is still a bearish pattern until it's not. Same thing in the IWM. It's still a range. They can push to the top of the range, but until or unless they get to the top end of the range, we call that no dice. About the Qs, the Q people, the trend is your friend until it's not, even getting a little bit extended from home base. What's home base? Haven't talked about this in a while. Home base is the 20-period moving average. Why is it home base? Because the market doesn't like to get too far from home base. We don't like to get too far from our home base. We stay in our general area. Sometimes we go away from home base, but then we come back to home base. Why? Because it's home base. It's comfortable. It's where our stuff is. Home is where we hang our hat. The 20-period moving average in market terms is where they hang their hat. It's home base. Nice breakout last week from a weekly chart perspective. Well above, closing well above the 100-week moving average. You see this pivot eye here. That came in at 334.42. They're above that. Might want to put this on a sticky note. The next target above current price for the Q people is 341 and a quarter. That could be off by four or five cents, but that's the general area. That's the next target. The financials, the XLF didn't have that great of a day. It was up a couple of pennies, no big deal. But the KRE, which also is the regional banks, which also is resident in the IWM, which is an explanation for why the IWM was a little bit extra strong today. The KRE was up almost 3% today, the regional banks. So these are dead cap bounces and stuff. But the XLF really didn't get very far. And what they have to do is they have to get above and stay above, break down candle high, then you have the gap. It's really the same picture on the chart as the SPY. What about Smash Mouth people? 132.70 was my number. They finally hit it last week. And it's also magnetic, so they've come back to run a test. Not only today, but on Friday. Funny how that works. Staying above that place keeps the door open for a push higher. Coming back below that place, where's the next place you go? Well, the next breakout area is right here. They ran a test of that today. 
Funny how that works. Well, then what do you have? You have the breakup candle low right here. That would be the next area, call it 130, give or take, of garden variety support. Below that, there's a gap. Below the gap, you start looking into these moving averages. That's the way the market works. It goes in stages, one candle at a time. Hey, if I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.